0: And welcome to Rainy Day Diaries, an imperfect podcast that will dive headfirst into how you can thrive in your creative life and business, even if you struggle with mental wellness. I am your host, Jennifer Lynn, and as a longtime struggler of anxiety and depression myself, I hope this podcast will help you realize that you could still get stuff done when you deal with all these crazy things on a daily basis, that you're not alone, and that falling down does not mean you won't get back up again. I thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you have any suggestions or questions or topics you'd love to hear about, please email me at jenniferlin at gmail.com. Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right, so my very first guest ever for Rainy Day Diaries
1: is my best friend, Amanda. Woohoo! i known Amanda Oops. since I was a very old six years old when she stole my best friend. Uh, and uh, after a while, we ended up losing that best friend, and now we're best friends! Introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, so uh, let's see. I'm 33, which is wild. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> we were just six years old yesterday. I know, right? Um, I just got married just over a year ago. You were my my bridesmaids. Yay! The, uh, my husband and I have a little puppy named Luna. She's seven months. <laughs> She's very silly. Um, I grew up, well, we grew up in South Florida, but we've moved many times. So I went to school in Orlando, and then lived in Miami for a little bit. And, and then, what did you do in school? Oh, that's a good question. So I was a radio-TV major, communication, basically, but I did some neat internships. I was um, the floor director for NBC News for about six months. <laughs> he actually paid me <laughs> $7.50 <laughs> an hour, whoop, whoop. And, was, and the floor director means like you get there at four in the morning for the 5 a.m. show, and you clean the counters. For the news desk, so that it doesn't have all the fingerprints, <laughs> and you change the batteries and all the microphones. You're so fancy. <laughs> I know.
1: Did you get coffee here, people?
2: Um, no, but I did that at a different internship. <laughs> the other one was uh, at NBC at Universal Studios. Um, I guess, oh, I don't know if NBC owned it back then, but at Universal Studios in Orlando. I was a, a, a production assistant, so basically a gopher. But I got to drive a really cool golf cart here and there. And it was usually, like, lugging giant things of ice to the set. And set meaning, like, when I, like, wanted to be, like, a music video director. I wanted to do, like, video stuff. Like, photography seemed kind of lame. But then I eventually, like, kind of grew out of the video stuff and really got more into photography. That's Um, what you wanted to do when you were younger? Um... Yeah, I always had a camera, I think, even as young as, like, six or seven, with the, um, and then when those cool disposables came out, those were pretty hip. In high school, we would, you know, take really cool pictures at bowling alleys. I have quite a few of you and I or um, at TGI Fridays. Oh, I mean, we took selfies with those things, and, you the flash was so bright, you just, look like completely blown out, like, your face is white, you barely have eyes. But, um, those are that was pretty cool.
1: So is that kind of what you're doing now, or are you doing
2: something different now? Oh, I'm doing something different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's funny. When I went to school, I I guess I never really thought about what I was actually going to do when I grew up. Like, how was I going to make money, and what is it like to actually have a job? I just knew I like needed health insurance. Like <laughs> That was like a focus point for some reason. I don't know why I was like so serious, but so not at the same time. <laughs> um, but um, I'm an only child too. So I didn't have siblings to be like, this is what you do when you get older. And then you have to get a job. I don't know. But um, so I right out of school ended up at an ad agency in Fort Lauderdale, that was um, pretty well known, but they didn't pay a lot, and the turnover was high. Um, a because of the pay, they basically got kids in right out of school, um, and it was the high turnover. And it was really fun. It was probably one of my most fun jobs, just because it was a lot of young people. It kind of seemed like college at the time. It was still more serious because it was real work. So that, like <laughs> some of the fun stuff, like TV commercials, are a little bit, you know, a little bit more fun. I was in the traffic department, so I was like, hey, this 30-second TV spot goes to these cable channels. It has to be played this many times, and this, these are the dates that it runs. So, like, if you ever see, like, a Thanksgiving ad after Thanksgiving, and you're like, oh, they put the wrong spot in. They did not read their traffic instructions. That's that was, was your
1: about. job at the advertising place? Yeah. Oh, I never even realized that.
2: (laughs) Are you still working in advertising now? No, because I, again, realized how terrible some of these commercials were. And I was like, this doesn't matter. Like, it's cool (laughs) and it's fluffy, right? But at that point, you know, I had moved back home after college. And I think that was, like, some of my favorite years because you're – you have a little bit of freedom. You're making money and you can, like – Do stuff, do what you want, kind of. But I still lived at home, so I really, really wanted to move out, and I knew I was never going to be able to on that salary. So I was like, okay, well, let me start looking around. And so a friend of mine said there was an opening where she was working at um, a cancer center down in Miami, and it was like a recruiting position. So I basically almost doubled my salary at that point. That's how little I was making. (laughs) Um, I started working with a friend of a friend, who we are still very good friends to this day. Um, But uh, I was basically recruiting physicians and researchers to work at the cancer center. So I was bringing them in for two or three days of interviews, they'd give a lecture, I'd plan their dinner, their lunch meetings, give them tours around campus, tell them how great Miami is, the weather was usually on my side, Um, met some really interesting people, you know, and learned a lot about cancer. Mm -hmm. which is a little depressing. Another reason I remember thinking like, oh good, I'll get over my phobia of hospitals. But no, they still freak me the heck out. So yeah, so I did that for five years (laughs) afterwards. So I basically got into kind of like medical administration. was A, making some money out on my own. So moved out of my parents' house, was able to still save some money, travel a little bit. I guess felt like I was a little bit doing my part for cancer research. Or, or at least it was going towards something more beneficial than car ads <laughs> true but um it just became a really like toxic environment after a while when it finally the recruitment started up again i was running it on my own i was like living breathing work and i never wanted to be that way it was very stressful
1: <laughs> and then how about now
2: Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So I ended up leaving there and working for an international medical association doing women's like pelvic health, which is again another um, random kind of move, but um, it made sense with the medical administration stuff. Um, And I got to travel a lot. And so I was basically planning meetings, um, medical education meetings outside of the U.S. to train, flying, like, experts in to train local trainers. So in places like Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, or Mozambique, or um, in Bali, that was a cool one. Um, we'd have international meetings, like, different, um, like, scientific breakthroughs and research everyone would share. Um, so at least I felt good that it was, you know, women's health kind of stuff. Supporting that and learning a lot more than I probably wanted to know (laughs) the photos. I can't unsee um, and surgical videos, interesting stuff and good people too. Good. Um, We've made lots of friends from around the world. So that's nice. It really helps. Um, Yes. And so to where I am now, so I'm still doing meeting planning, but I've moved on from that association to an association management company um, and their clients are several different associations. Some are like trade, like engineering or manufacturing. There's some also medical, multiple sclerosis, different science stuff, and trade things. So, um, and I just started that last week. <laughs> but I, I'll say to like today in a meeting, I finally felt like I'm like, okay, this feels right. Good. Okay. Um, yeah, because before this, I was really feeling like like I. Overstayed my welcome. Like, I was on the right track. Like, you know, like I knew what it felt like to be on the right track. And then when you fall off the track or you're just like on too long, you're like, hey, I missed my turn. Like, <laughs> what's next? And like, it's just a really like awkward feeling. Yeah, that's right. Like, where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I finally feel on track again. So that's very exciting.
1: Good.
2: Yeah, and I have nice, happy. yeah. And I have nice coworkers and they're like so happy. And I'm there and they're like training me, which in my previous job it was like, Oh hey, good luck with that. I don't know what she did before you. (laughs) Like we're too small to cross train. So good luck. So it's really nice to have be in like an actual team environment.
1: Good. Yeah. So switching gears
2: a little bit, tell me what your teen years were like. Oh man, I was so awkward. (laughs) I was like way too tall for my age. Like, for example, I was already 5'4 by the sixth grade, and I'm 5'9 now, so I haven't grown too much (laughs) since then. (laughs) I was, like, one of two tall girls, you know, in the class. It was a small, like, Catholic school that I went to and had really bad acne, which I had still, like, going to the dermatologist to this day gives me, like, hives just thinking about it that was awkward. Um, and I was super shy. I was always super shy. I don't think I got unshy until maybe late high school, college. I agree. My, my mom was like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, who are you? Like I was a picky eater. I would only eat like chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese and peanut butter and jelly and pasta. Oh, the pasta your mom would make was spaghetti with butter and Parmesan cheese. That was. She was such a master chef. Seriously, she still is. And oh, she I is, eat more but things. that's not like her finest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She was like, What is Mandy gonna eat? <laughs> it's just funny. I was just a very late bloomer. I was super shy. And like one good example of me being very shy and you not being shy at all was when Aunt Kiki and Uncle George took us to Baskin Robbins and uh, we're just sitting there innocently enjoying my uh, ice cream cones and you see a boy, and you turn around, and the, to me, I don't know how old he was, but to me, he was, like, a cool teenager, and you're like, hey, what's your name? What are you doing? Da, da, da. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, stop talking, oh my god, you okay, don't turn around, maybe he won't look at you, like, I was, like, petrified <laughs> boys of anybody, really, but, like, especially boys, and you're just like, hey, what's up? Okay, cool, and you like, guys are, like, best friends, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god,
1: which is so funny, that. because, A, As I get older, I'm becoming
2: even more introverted, so I think you're more (laughs) extroverted than I am now. You were always just very, like, so inquisitive and curious and always asking strangers things, and I was just hiding behind you for a long time, (laughs) but I was taking notes.
1: (laughs) You definitely did a
2: good job. You're much better at it than I am. (laughs) I don't know about that. I feel like it's funny so I still feel like an introvert. Like I I think being an only child too, like getting your energy from like having alone time and that kind of stuff. I think I've trained myself to be extroverted to the Mm. point where a former boss, like we did those Myers-Briggs personality tests where you like the first like letter of that is like if you're introvert or extrovert and he like argued with me about being extrovert and I was like no but I'm an introvert and he's like no you're an extrovert and I'm like this is getting weird isn't <laughs> like, that terrible <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I've had someone argue like someone that shouldn't be arguing with me in my realm of being <laughs> telling me no you're not and I'm like yeah. I know myself like why are you telling me like I don't know yeah so anyways
2: yeah so maybe we walk the line a little bit or can jump back and forth and that's a blessing it's a
1: blessing to be in the middle it's harder like I know for a fact that we're both not 100% either yeah I know like so I don't know
2: (laughs) yeah it's nice to to be able to turn it on when you need to or have to whether you're like trying to impress someone or, or, you know, job stuff or gatherings of family or parties.
1: I'm not very good
2: at either of those. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> if it, there's not like, it's
1: gotten to the point where if there's not like an art show table in front of me, I can't, I'm so
2: bad at hiding how I'm feeling and I feel so uncomfortable so much of the time. Everyone knows. It's funny you say that because I feel like you are so outgoing. Like, you put that table in front of you. But maybe this is, you're turning it on, huh? Like at a holiday, we, for
1: Thanksgiving, for Thanksgiving, we went to one of my husband's family's dinner. And he said, the husband of my husband's, my <laughs> husband's cousin's husband. husband. Okay. It's <laughs> like, you can't talk to your husband tonight. I'm going to watch you the whole night. And you're, I'm going to make sure you talk to other people the whole night.
2: Rude. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's
1: okay. It was... Were you like, ha, 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 ha." I did it for a little while, and then I started drawing
2: octopuses, and I am just like, I don't (laughs) want to do this. (laughs) Like, why are you making this weird, bro? (laughs) Um, That's funny. He's probably trying to, like, break you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, he's a super extrovert, too. Oh, yeah, so he doesn't understand how uncomfortable it is. No. Yeah, okay, well...
1: (laughs) (laughs) So aside from being super tall and some other things, uh, were there any specific things you struggled with or like hardships that were hard for you as a
2: teen or as a 20 something? I know I always looked older than I was for one thing. So like I'd be 16 and we'd be at a bowling alley and like 20 plus year old men would come over. And like wanna talk to us and like wouldn't believe I had to take my ID out to be like, I'm sixteen, like please go away. Right. So like A being so shy in the first place and then having male attention that young and like not knowing what to do with it, like kind of being flatter, but at the same time uninterested, totally bizarre. So I don't know if they were like, but that was really uncomfortable to the point where like it wasn't until even maybe like mid college I was like comfortable talking to like strangers at bars because or any kind of event but just because I always felt like they were predators kind of (laughs) like not that they ever like tried to do anything thankfully like god forbid but just knowing that like they had more power I guess was always really uncomfortable I feel I really had to like grow into my own skin a little early until I was like, then overconfident. I'm like, you go away, you here. <laughs>
1: was there any specific times that you remember falling and getting back up again?
2: Mm, I think, I I think probably like the darkest years were probably, there's a, a couple. Well, I think when I was trying to leave the cancer center in Miami, and I had such a toxic work environment, so that was bad. I was also getting my master's at UM at the same time, so I was like overly committed to begin with, to work and to school, and then in a relationship that just wasn't going very well. But like, not knowing how to get out of it or like make or like didn't even have like the mental capacity to be like, this is bad. Like this is this has gotten really bad. <laughs> Too you know, get out of it, so it was just probably one of the darkest times, I think, I remember telling friends that, like, I felt like I lost my sparkle, like, I didn't feel special, I didn't feel like I had, I don't know, special about me, if that makes sense, like, I was just so down, like, dug myself in this hole of stress, right, with work and with school, and then I, so, and that kept me busy enough to where I didn't have to think about everything. But then, you know, then I graduated and then realized like, oh, he's still a big jerk. Like he was a jerk at my graduation. He was a, you know, um, okay, this needs, something needs to happen. And I was like, oh man, now I have to actually do something about it right, and then it was, like, the F, yeah, you didn't like him, (laughs) (laughs) no, I hated him, for good reason, reason. Um, and, um, and then, you know, life turned upside down, we had a, we had lived together at the time, so we had to wait for the lease to run out, then I had to move back in with my parents, and, you know, I think what saved me, really, was good friends, and, getting a new job finally so it was like that light at the end of the tunnel so again before that feeling like way off track and relationships and my job and feeling underappreciated in both Mm -hmm. um, and unworthy kind of in both Um, and then finally getting a new job with that um, international medical association and they were sending me on trips to places I had never dreamed of going and I was traveling by myself most of the time my first week i went to australia for a week so it just really gave me time to think i think i think i would have easily just pushed it out of my mind again but i think because i had to kind of get to know myself again and grow up a little bit i think really focus on myself and you know wherever i was going and like taking these experiences in i think i got really lucky among like just lucky in general but i think lucky the timing And I think that really helped me heal.
1: And then how has that experience made you who you are today? Like, do you think that changed you in some, in some capacity? Uh, Has it like impacted your choices
2: or uh, how you treat people or? Yeah, I think it definitely like, I took it, not a U-turn, but like a sharp right. Like I think before, you know, being in my like mid twenties, I was going out all the time and like drinking and dancing and, you know, Friday night, Saturday nights, Sunday during the day sometimes. And I think it really showed me like what was important. And I think because I had, you know, certain friends I kind of focused on and certain, you know, realized like quality over quantity, like all the friends that I had made, friends as in air quotes, um, you know, that I'd see all the time at this bar, or that bar, or, like, that bouncer, or that bartender, and, you know, I wasn't, like, wild on, like, a one to ten scale. I was probably, like, a five or six, maybe a four <laughs> times, so, like, more or less, like, loved getting dressed up and put makeup on and dancing and not caring about <laughs> anything, but, um, and getting attention, of course. The fact that you can dance but. and not care, I still <laughs> do that, like. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I had to grow into that, though, for sure, too, um, but I think realizing, like, I don't want to do this every night, or I'm, like, this is, you know, I'd rather, like, I think, and this comes with age, too, but I think having a more spiritual side, and, like, I went to Catholic school growing up, starting in sixth grade, but I think having a more, like, in tune with myself, um, kind of ask the universe type questions, kind of, um, trusting my gut I think I started doing that more so I wasn't just doing what people thought that I should do or what I thought people would want me to do or like what I you know society like oh now I need to do this and now I need to do that and da, da, da and like stop dating guys that like I would meet out at a bar or this and that or like oh no they'll change or um, I think that I didn't like take the time to say like but this is what I want in a relationship or in a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I, like, had time to think about those things, right, then I had, like, a list of criteria to, like, compare people against. But I really didn't think that, you know, I'll be everything on my list could be in one person. I thought, like, oh, also didn't put my eggs in one basket. Like, I'll be disappointed forever. And you know, then Zach came along, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> also, like, oh, my God. Like, he's the one <laughs> so, very lucky he came you along You are. <laughs> but and I think too if we met earlier like it's like we were born in the same hospital in Virginia we, I moved when I was so five. crazy here yeah and then I moved back in 2013 he was my first online date and I was of course terrified and it just it was clicked from there and I never married with a puppy <laughs> that makes me happy but yeah, me too. But it's the funny. you know, I always thought growing up, I would, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I wanted to be like Barbie. Like I wanted to have the Ken and, and like, a, I don't know, like, be pretty and let's put some fun clothes on and th- things are just going to be like handed to me or I'm just gonna, I don't have to, not that I didn't have to work for things, but like, I wanted to be a fairy tale and it just isn't that way. I think Disney really did us a disservice. <laughs> I agree. I feel like I was just definitely an ugly duckling. I just needed to become my swanness, you know? You can't peak if you're having a hard time in like middle school, high school, like like you're not going to like most people don't peak in middle school or high school. You don't want to peak in middle school or high school. You want to learn and you want to absorb and you want to watch people and learn like how they take care of situations or things you admire. Um And as you get older, take those things and build upon them. I like that. I agree. You know, can I just mention too, before we sign off, I think the world needs to know that when you and I were little, we would record ourselves interviewing stuffed animals.
1: (laughs) We would. (laughs) It's called AJ interviews. It was a big deal. It was a big deal and it's so crazy cuz if we were born in a different decade. Oh yeah. And there was a YouTube when we were little. Yeah. I don't know what our lives would be like right <laughs> now. Like would be like
2: we would be talking FabFitFunBoxes fun boxes all day. We you could work that out but fab fit fun boxes. That's like <laughs> 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 if you Don't know it, you don't want to know. Okay. It's like, it's like what all the bachelor bachelorette like um people that aren't chosen. Like, they just basically are, like, hawk all this other, like, free, like, stuff. Like, discount code. Do you like my hair curler? Do you like my, You get your teeth whitened? They have, like, yeah. Like, affiliate stuff? Yeah. They're they're social media. What do you call them? Social. Uh, Innovators? Social social media influencers. That's what they become. And they just sell stuff all day. So our show would have flopped on YouTube, and we would just be affiliates now. No, we would be like creating our own T-shirts. <laughs> I don't know why I said T-shirts. <laughs> I don't know. We also had Save the Kids, Save the World Club. I would, I, w- I would never commit to so much work. So I was like, No, you're the president. That <laughs> was like second degree. Was <laughs> I the president? I, I know that I most certainly was not. <laughs> I was like, no, I cannot commit to that level of responsibility at this age. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I want to note that we were like nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were watching Snick, waiting for the ice cream man.
1: It is funny though, because a lot of this stuff, it's funny that the full turn is that, not that I thought like when we were nine and ten and eleven we were like helping people with our radio show but now that I'm trying this it's kind of along those same lines and we did do we had like let's pick up cigarette butts and garbage yeah, day and I'm would. and to this day like all these years later I've still really concerned with like helping the environment. So like it's interesting how like little weird stuff turned mm-hmm. into like the future. <laughs> yeah.
2: You really grow into some of these things. For sure. Let's,
1: Essentially, I think we're all the same people we were when we were just kids, except A, we learned how to be ourselves,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: B, we're just older. <laughs>
2: like Yeah, and taller. We were just miniature versions. Yeah, I'm not that much
1: taller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are 18 days older than me. Just for I am. The record, so everybody I'm
1: also like five, six, seven. I can't do math, seven inches smaller. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, I appreciate you chatting with me and sharing. Yeah,
2: anytime. Woohoo! Well, thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you liked the episode, please subscribe, or even better, leave a review. It makes iTunes really happy and hopefully makes them share this podcast with other people, which would make me really happy. If you have any ideas for topics to cover or for people you'd like me to interview, please email me. My email address is in the show notes, and thank you again. Have a great day.